So today I want to talk about tithing. Say tithing. The word tithe means tenth. Tithe means what? Tenth. So you cannot tithe uh, 5%. You understand? The word itself defines what it is. Remember when I was talking about baptism? The word to baptize means to immerse completely inside water. What does it mean? So if I take some water and throw on you like this and say I'm baptizing you, I am saying something wrong. Because to baptize necessarily means you immersed completely. So I cannot say I hereby immerse you completely in water when I'm not actually immersing you. Do you understand? So the word itself brings out the meaning of the thing. <coughs> There's some controversy that goes on these days whether tithing should be done after Jesus died and resurrected. Some people say, no, tithing is the law and you have been redeemed from the law. This is not true. This is a mistaken teaching because tithing didn't start with the law. In fact, the origin of tithe is the Garden of Eden. Adam got into trouble with God because he ate tithe. Do you know that? God gave Adam all the trees of the garden. Then he says, one of them belongs to me. Don't touch it. This is the tithe. The temptation of the devil to Eve was eat tithe. That temptation is still happening to you right now. And you are falling down every day. Say here. God, the Bible says, God placed man in the garden of Eden to work it and to tend it. Can you give me the scripture? God didn't place man in the garden of Eden on holiday. God placed man in the garden of Eden to work it and to tend it. So work is not a curse. It is labor, that is a curse. But work is not. You need to work. They are here. You know, some people think when they are with God, they just they lazy around all day and God will drop down blessings. Then so the Bible said, then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and to keep it. Not to lie for lazy all day. The work of man was to the job of man was to put labor, to put some effort into keeping and tending the trees that were in the garden. Including the one that God said he must not eat of. So God gave him all the trees to eat of. But this one tree he said you will put labor here but you will not eat of that labor. So tithe is what you have put labor on but God doesn't allow you to eat it. It belongs to him. Why? Because even the trees that Adam was tending, it is God who first put his own seed there. Is that true? The Bible says God planted a garden in the east. God didn't create a garden. He planted it. So God took effort, took seed, 
put on the ground. And trees grew out of that seed. And he put man there. Man found trees already grown. Is that okay? God planted a garden. Genesis chapter 2 verse 8 says, The Lord God planted a garden eastward. So God took time. Planted seed on the ground. And there he put man whom he had formed. So God said, you didn't give me seeds. Out of my own volition, I planted this garden. I've given you these trees for free. Tend them, put some effort. The, the, the result of your labor, you can eat 90 of it. But 10, you'll be paying for the seed that I gave you. Okay. The effort, the job that you got your money from, do you know it's God who gave it to you? Do you know it's God who gave it to you? So God is not some mafia trying to muscle in on your thing. Before he calls for it, he first gives you. Say here. Say here. And everything God gives you, I want you to look at it like this. Everything God gives you is not 100%. After you have returned tithe, you're not remaining with 90%. What are you remaining with? A hundred percent. So whatever you had was a hundred and ten. We don't pay tithe. We return tithe. It means tithe, is what God has lent it to you. So you return it. So whatever you remain with, that's the hundred percent. Say here. Say here. Say here. You know, we normally think of tithe. When you think of tithe, you just think of money. But God says the first of everything is mine. A tenth of everything is mine. What God gives you, a tenth of it is mine. God gives you 24 hours a day. How much did you give him? God gives you free 24 hours a day. What is the tithe of that? Two hours, 40 minutes. This belongs to God. We don't give him. Even one hour we are, we are having problems. Is that okay? So everything God gives you is 110%. If you have 10 shoes, one is not yours. It's true now. If you have 10 pairs of shoes, one is not yours. Find somebody, give. If you have 10 suits, one is not yours. So tithe is not just about money. It's about your entire life. They are here. They I understand. So God planted a garden, put man there so that man can work the garden. Then he said, you will work this garden, you put some labor. You'll put labor on all trees, including this one of the knowledge of good and evil. But the one of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not reap from it. Whatever is reaped there belongs to me. Leave it to me. So the entire temptation of the devil to Adam and Eve was that they must eat tithe. And the devil placed the temptation in a great man. I said, if you eat this, you'll gain the knowledge of what is good and what is evil. It's like God was trying to 
withhold this knowledge from them. But this is not true. God had all the time planned that man would have knowledge of good and evil. God was not withholding this knowledge. But it was not necessary to sin to acquire it. In fact, if you check the Bible, the reason the law was given, the law was given as a schoolmaster to teach us what? What is good and what is evil. That's the reason the law came. So God had no problem man learning no good and evil. But the devil places like God is trying to withhold something nice from you the way he normally does. Eh? Says if you're born again, you're not enjoying life. There are things you're not. There are nice things out there that God is trying to God is cutsearing. Is that okay? So the enemy makes you feel like if you give tithe, you're somehow losing something. When in fact, you are gaining something. God gives you extra so that when you return what belongs to him, then he has legal ground to now bless you. Is that okay? God always gives you extra so that when you return what belongs to him, now he has legal opportunity to now bless bless you. But when you eat that which doesn't belong to you, now you acquire a curse because that's the universal principle. So the devil knew these people would acquire a curse. He tricked them. Actually, he tricked Eve. The Bible says Adam was not deceived. Adam just became disobedient. Say here. And for sure, they acquired a curse. So Eve acquired a curse. Oh, First Timothy 2 for 14 says, And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. So Adam was not deceived. He knew exactly what he was doing. His evil was deceived. So because of their eating of time, the serpent was cursed. Eve was cursed. But when it came to Adam, God said, because Adam was the the one who was carrying all mankind. God said, because you have done this and you have listened to your wife and you have disobeyed what I said you must not do. God said, cast is the ground. Just to tell you that it is tight that they ate. Cast is the ground. It says, from today, from it, you shall reap not fruits. You shall reap what? Thorns and thistles. In other words, when you put your seed in, something will eat that seed. 
and you shall reap. Instead of reaping fruit, you shall reap thorns and thistles. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 says, Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. Am I talking? So to tell you that this is, the, this is a curse of the tithe, when you go to Malachi, chapter 3 verse 10, the Bible says, Bring all the tithes into my storehouse, so that there is meat in my house. He says, try me with this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so great you won't have room enough to take it in. Next verse says what? And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that you will not destroy the fruit of your ground. This is the one that is now destroying the fruit of Adam's ground. To tell you Adam's curse was to do with the tithe. So when you bring tithe, God lifts that curse. And now whatever was destroying the fruit of your ground doesn't destroy the fruit of your ground anymore. And instead of receiving thorns and thistles, now you receive fruit and abundance harvest. So I understand. What am I trying to prove? That tithe did not start with the law. Tithe started in Genesis. Tithe started in the garden of Eden. As I understand. If you follow, you'll find Abraham gave tithe. Abraham met uh, Melchizedek. Which we, we know from the book of Hebrews, Melchizedek has no genealogy, has no father, has no mother. Is that okay? This is Bible school. This is Bible school, I'm telling you. Bible school 103. They're about to graduate. So Abraham met Melchizedek. And they had communion. They had what? Communion. So, when you read this, the book of Galatians says the gospel was first preached to Abraham. So, the first person who heard the gospel was what? The gospel of Jesus Christ is Abraham. How did Abraham hear the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because he met Jesus Christ. He met who? Jesus Christ. In the form of Melchizedek. We know Jesus is a high priest after the, after the order of what? Melchizedek. So Jesus Christ preached salvation to Abraham. How? By, he brought bread and wine. They had communion. This is my body. This is my blood. Is that okay? So Jesus came and said, Abraham saw my day. And they rejoiced. And the Jews wanted to kill him. They said, are you, you are young. How are you saying, are you as old as Abraham? They didn't understand scripture. That Abraham saw the day of Jesus when he met Melchizedek. Abraham saw my day and he rejoiced. John 8 chapter, chapter 8 verse 56 says, Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and he was glad. 
So when Abraham saw the day of Jesus, what was his response? He gave time. The day Abraham had an encounter with Jesus, what was the response of Abraham? Tithe. He said, I've got an altar here. Okay. Do you know Abraham didn't give tithe from the what year? Because Abraham met Melchizedek when he was coming from war. Remember? But the tithe he gave was not from the spoils of that war. Because the king tried to offer Abraham. Then Abraham said, I will not take anything from you. Let it be said you are the one who made me rich. So all the things Abraham got from that war, he did it. It's not that I, because Abraham knew he had got money illegally. Remember when he went to Melchizedek, swindled, said, Sarah, Sarah is my sister. What, what, and Melchizedek gave him a lot of money. He realized he had dirty money. And the Bible says, the altar sanctifies the gift. Abraham needed his money to be sanctified. All the dirty money has been collecting from Egypt, from Abimelech, from where? He needed it sanctified. When he met Melchizedek, he realized, I've got an altar here. So he went back to all the dirty money he had. The Bible says he gave tithe of all. Jesus said, which is greater? The gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift. Abraham had this revelation. So when he met Jesus, he said, this, all the dirty money he had been collecting through life, it is sanctification time. But because of that, giving of the tithe changed his name. Because Abraham gave tithe in response to the Holy Communion, to the seeing of the day of Jesus. Now Melchizedek blessed him and connected him to God, to the altar. Is that okay? So Abraham became Abraham of the Most High God. Not, he not only became the Abraham of the Most High God, he became the possessor of heaven and earth. Him and God became one by reason of tithe. If you see now, if you re, if you know this, if you are not tithing, you know you are a fool. It all benefits you. Whoever does not tithe is because you don't understand what you're missing. Say understand. Say understand. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham of God most high. So the son name of Abraham changed. Eh? From that day, he became Abraham El Elyon. He took on the name of God. Abraham El Elyon. Abraham of the most high God. Possessor of heaven and earth. So tithe started from the Garden of Eden. Our father of faith, Abraham, tithed. Now, 
Noah, after the flood of Noah, he tithed. I'm not talking about Cain and Abel. They also tithed. The one of Cain was rejected, the one of Abel was accepted. Because Abel gave the first, the firstlings. Abel gave a tithe. Cain just brought an offering. I don't want to go into that one. But the Bible says Noah took all the clean animals and sacrificed. He built an altar to God and he tithed. All the animals that had been saved from the ark, Noah tithed. Is that okay? Genesis 8.20. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings to the altar. Do you know how much sacrifice that was? He says, every clean animal, not just cows. So Noah looked for buffaloes, for what? All the, do you know clean animals are the animals with hooves, eh? All of them. And he said, and every bird, do you know how many species of birds are there? Outside of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this has been, this was the biggest sacrifice in history. I know you have never seen him. Outside the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, the other biggest sacrifice ever given was the one Noah gave. The Bible doesn't even list the number. It's too much. I don't know how many days it took Noah to sacrifice. Am I talking? After this, God came and made a covenant and said, oh, because of this, I will never destroy earth again with this flood. And Noah sacrificed until a rainbow appeared. There you go, That's why his sons could not mess with him. Anything he said concerning his son came to pass. Because he, he became one with God. Even though he became drunk afterwards and the sons came and uncovered his nakedness. Do you know what to uncover nakedness means? The Bible says, when Noah woke up, he discovered that his nakedness had been uncovered. How did he discover? Do you think he found a blanket is now off? I don't want to talk about that. The Bible says when Noah woke up, he realized within himself that his nakedness had been uncovered. He was drunk. Anyway, so Noah woke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. How did he know? Was it by prophecy? Anyway, moving, we are talking about tithes today. So what did this, the younger son did that when Noah woke up, he realized, Banange, this man has done something. We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. We 
So anyway, no tithe. Is that okay? I'm trying to prove to you instances of tithe throughout the Bible and what happened. Because Noah tithed, a rainbow appeared and God made a covenant that is standing until today. He said, I will never destroy the world using water again. Jesus, when he came, He endorsed tithing. He says, Woe unto you, Pharisees. You tithe the small things, even coming. But you neglect the greater works of love. Then he said, This tithing and stuff, this you ought to do without neglecting the other ones. So Jesus didn't say tithing is bad. He says you ought to tithe, but on top of tithing, you ought to treat people well. Woe to you, Matthew 23, 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of law, justice and mercy and faith. This you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. So Jesus said, it is right to tithe, fine, but you must also do the others. So we see in the Old Testament there was tithe when Jesus came. You see, like I told you, if you want to know a real doctrine in the Bible, it must be in the Old Testament, it must be mentioned in the law, Jesus must have mentioned it, and it must come to the New Testament. Then you see the thread of the teaching going through. Is that okay? Then you can know this is a teaching, a doctrine in the Bible. That's why for anything that I teach, I must show you where is it in the Old Testament? Where is it in the law? Where did Jesus mention it? Where is it in the New Testament? If it doesn't pass the test of the cross, we leave it in the Old Testament. Say here. Say understand. Matthew 23, 23, Jesus said, this tithing means and what you ought to have done without leaving the other, the faith, law, and love, and mercy, and done. They are here. So Jesus didn't do away with the tithe. The book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. The book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. It says, and the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. So it is in the law. It did not start with the law. The law incorporated the tithe. But the law came 430 years after Abraham. Is that okay? So tithe did not come with the law. It was just incorporated to the law, but it started in the Garden of Eden. So you cannot teach people and say, no, 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 no. Tithe was of the law. Now you must not tithe anymore. It's not true. It is not true. Hey, you're very quiet. Let your life open up. Uh Say something, man.
next week on Sunday. We are talking about the protocols of fast fruit and vows. Protocols of what? Fast fruits and vows. Are you learning something? Yes. Me too. Me too. The book of Hebrews chapter 7. The book of Hebrews chapter 7. It says, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, talking about the Melchizedek that Abraham met, eh? priest of the most high God, who met Abraham, returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. To whom also Abraham gave a, tithe, a tenth part of all. First being translated king of righteousness and then also king of Salem, meaning king of peace. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. Remember when we are breaking generational curses, we use this? So that you connect yourself to the lineage of Melchizedek. So that if somebody is trying to follow your genealogy to look for a curse there, you have no genealogy. Why? Because you are after the order of? Melchizedek. But made like the son of God remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man was to whom even Patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. Next. And indeed those who are of the sons of Levi who receive the priesthood have commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law. That is from their brethren though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he whose genealogy is not derived from them receives tithes, received tithes from Abraham and blessed him what the promises. Now, beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Here, so it says, here, mortal men receive tithes, but there he receives them of whom it is witness that he lives. So the book of Hebrews says, here, where we live, mortal men do what? It doesn't say received. Mortal men are still receiving tithe. This is the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews was written in AD 65. 35 years after Jesus died. Is that okay? So 35 years after Jesus died in the New Testament, the writer, Apostle Paul, is saying here, mortal men do what? Receive tithes. If tithe died and, and went to heaven with Jesus, we would know from the apostle Paul. Is that true? But he says here, where we are, mortal men receive tithe. But those same tithes, when they are, they are translated to Melchizedek, who receives them, who witness that he lives in heaven. Is that okay? Say, understand. Say, say tithes are received by mortal men here on behalf of the priest the high priest in heaven 
So we have proved from scripture that tithe started in Genesis. Went with uh, 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 Cain and Abel. Came to Noah. Came to Abraham. Is found in the law of Moses. Jesus endorsed it. And the church endorsed it. So if you are not tithing, where are you getting your revelation from? The heavens are not opened by prayer. How many would like to live under open heavens? Whether your heaven is open or not is not a function of God. It's a function of you. Is that okay? God has given you the mechanism to decide. Are you going to live under open heaven or under closed heaven? He said, bring all the tithes into my storehouse so that there will be food in my temple. See, if I will not open your heavens... So opening heaven is not how much you pray. It's whether you tithe or not. There are prayer warriors whose heavens are closed. Why? They don't want to tithe. Am I talking? There are intercessors who are bombarding the gate of heaven, but the heavens are closed. So as an individual, you can decide whether your heavens are open or closed. God gave you the mechanism. The decision is not with God. It is with you. So whether your heavens are open or closed depends on you. It doesn't depend on God, number one. And it doesn't depend on prayer, number two. It depends on obedience. You cannot substitute obedience with prayer. And I'm saying this as a person who loves to pray. I love to pray. But there are certain things they don't require prayer. They require obedience. Am I boring you? The Bible says, bring all the tithe. Where? Into the storehouse. That means you are not the one who decides one, where to take the tithe, and two, how much of the tithe to take. Because there are people who think, okay, I'll divide this tithe into four. This one I'll give to that children's home. This one I know a poor lady somewhere I'll give. This other one I'll do what, and then this one I'll take to church. You're not supposed to, you can't divide it into pieces. He says, bring, how many of it? All of it. The moment you give money to the poor, it is not tithe. It becomes arms. Money changes. I told you, money is a container. So it metamorphoses, it changes, depending on who's holding it and what is it being used for. If you give it to the poor, you cannot call it tithe. 
It has changed. It has become what? Alms. There's a blessing for alms. But you cannot get a blessing for tithe by giving alms. I'm teaching good. Let me encourage myself in the Lord. The way you're looking at me is because you want to quarrel. I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. It's not so easy to teach about money. People's hearts are tied to money. So you're supposed to bring the entire tithe here. Why? The Bible says in the book of Numbers chapter 18 verse 8. The book of Numbers chapter 18 verse 8. It says, and the Lord spoke to Aaron. It says, here, I myself have also given you charge of my heave offerings, all the holy gifts of the children of Israel. The Bible, we saw in the book of Leviticus that the tithe is part of the holy things. Eh? We saw in the book of Leviticus. It says the tithe belongs to the Lord. It is holy unto the Lord. So here in the book of Numbers, say the, the one in charge of that holy thing is the priest, is Aaron. Am I talking? Can I have KJV? And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Behold, I also have given thee the charge of mine heave offerings of all the hallowed things of the children of Israel. And to thee, I have given them. Why? Why? By reason of the anointing and to thy sons by an ordinance forever. He says, I am giving you charge of these things because you are anointed. So when people, you have anointed you so that people can come to you and connect to that anointing through this offering. So the reason I put you in charge of all the offerings and heave and whatever people are bringing is because you carry anointing. That's why you cannot just give anywhere. You can't give anywhere because giving is a connection to the anointing of that place. So God has put somebody in charge. Somebody who's been anointed. Because of that anointing, that's why you bring your offering to the altar. Say, I hear. I hear. Say, I hear. I hear. So you can't place something on the basket of a beggar and say, I have offered. Is the beggar anointed? No. Why are you giving to the beggar? By reason of the beggar's anointing. By which reason? God said, I have put you in charge. By reason of anointing. Can I tell you something? If you want your seed to multiply, it must be sowed into an anointing. Eh? It must be sowed where? To an anointing. If you want to get rich, you must give to the rich. This is like a paradigm shift. Eh? You know, people feel good when they give to the poor. But when you give to the poor, you have just lent to God. There's no multiplication. Giving to the poor is good because of charity, because of love, but don't expect multiplication. Is that okay? The Bible says, he who gives to the poor lends unto the Lord, and the Lord will return to him that which he gave. 
If you gave 20 bob, God will give you 20 bob. It's true. Why? Because the poor has no grace for riches. That's why they are poor. If you are looking for grace for riches, it's not, giving to the poor is not your solution. He that has pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord. Proverbs 19.17 And that which he hath given will he repay him again. So if you give 100 bob to a basket of a beggar, how much will God give you? 100 bob. God has done his part. Is that okay? But people want to guilt trip you. Because when you are giving to an altar, you are giving for grace, for multiplication. And that altar must have capacity to produce I'm not poor. Is that okay? So you know the grace is working for me. Is that okay? If it wasn't working for me, I'd be the first one to tell you, please, let's all go find somewhere else. Even me, I'm looking. It's true now. Even in the bank, the bank people are very clever. They give money to the people who don't need it. The ones who can prove they are rich. If your account is red, 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 red all the time, try go looking for a loan in the bank. They look at your account, they realize you need this money so much, so they took it away from you. It's a principle. It's a spiritual. Even the banks know this. The people who don't want loans. I keep getting the SMSs all the time. The, you have now qualified to, to borrow Mshuari uh, this much. Say, I don't want the thing. Don't stop sending me these things. But you, somebody, not you, another person there who really, really needs it. You try to say, this is beyond your limit. <laughs> Why? You have shown that you, do, you don't have the grace. Even the bank is looking for grace. They are here. They are here. Jesus put it like this. Those who have, more will be added to them. Eh? So for more to be added to you, you must prove that you already have. Even if you don't have, you must change yourself inside to be somebody who has. Is that okay? So those who have, by spiritual principle, more will be added to them. But those who don't have, even the little they have, somebody will pass by, collect it and go. This is money principle. Financial people say money, pesa in azar, pesa. Pesa in azar, pesa. So I'm teaching you to turn you into somebody who has. The teaching is supposed to turn you into somebody who has. Why? So that more can be added to you.
So when you tithe, the windows of heaven are open. It's your right to have the windows of heaven open when you have tithes. The first thing that comes out of the open windows of heaven is called the blessing. Say the blessing. Say the blessing. It is not blessings. It is not things that come out. It's the blessing. Which blessing? The blessing of Abraham. Say the blessing of Abraham. Say the blessing of Abraham. So when the windows of heaven are open, the blessing of Abraham becomes pours on you. Say here. Say here. Why? Because when you tithe, the curse is lifted. The book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 13. Are you tired? No. Don't worry, I'm finishing in the next 10 minutes. So please, hold on, hold on. eh? Hold on. Even if you have to sellotape your eyes. I know the environment is hot. We are are soon changing it. I've already got quotation to put aircon here. Don't worry, we'll take care of you. I'm your father. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from what? The curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. I've taught like this. Jesus had to die on a tree. If he died by them cutting off his head, he would have saved us by his blood, but he would not have been rescued from the curse. Because what rescued us from the curse was the manner of his death. Because he died on a tree, we are rescued from the curse. If he had died by being speared, we would have been saved because of his blood, but the curse would not be broken. Because the curse can only be broken because he hung on a tree. What is the result of the breaking of the curse? It says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That you might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. One, we get the Holy Ghost because Jesus hung on a tree. Number two, the blessing of Abraham. It's also called the blessing of the Lord. It's also called what? What is the function of the blessing of the Lord? The Bible says the blessing of the Lord, what does it do? It makes rich. And adds no sorrow with it. So when you tithe, God opens the windows of heaven and it is this blessing that now lands upon you. If you don't tithe, you are born again but this blessing is not on you. What is on you is a curse. The book of, the same book of Malachi starts with, you are cursed with a curse. Why? Because you have robbed God of what? Of tithes and offerings. So your heavens are closed. Your heavens are not open. The blessing of Abraham is the empowerment to prosper. Say Empowerment. To prosper. Empowerment to prosper. 
empowerment to prosper. So God has a covenant with Abraham that anybody with this blessing must prosper. God doesn't give you wealth. He gives you the blessing. Will a man drop God? You have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and? So because you have robbed God, what has happened? You're cursed with a curse. This is the curse that Jesus broke. So that when you obey, when you tithe, now the heavens is open for you. So the blessing comes upon you. Because God has a covenant with Abraham. So the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, but you shall remember the Lord your God. Why? Because it is he who gives you power to get wealth. What is this power to get wealth? The blessing of Abraham. How does this blessing of Abraham come upon you? By tithing. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So God swore to Abraham that anybody with this blessing must prosper. So when you tithe, the blessing that was upon Abraham comes upon you. The empowerment to prosper. So what do you look out for? One, if the blessing of Abraham is upon you, you will see favor. After you have tithed, you must look out for what? Favor. God will not rain money from heaven. After the, there are a lot of Christians who have been empowered but are sitting down and are lazy. So the blessing is upon you, but because you are not doing anything, the blessing cannot be activated. The blessing is activated when you go and work. Even in the Garden of Eden, they had to tend it to produce fruit. They are here. So you must realize the blessing is upon me and begin to do something. You must begin to do what? Do something. And the blessing of God will come upon that thing and it will begin to multiply. They are here. They are here. Say, look out for favor. I will look out for favor. I will look out for opportunities. I will look out for opportunities. So the blessing of Abraham will bring opportunities your way. But you must take advantage of them. Is that okay? You must take what? Advantage of them. Jesus told Peter, 
when they were looking for a coin to pay taxes, he said, go and cast your net into the sea. And the first fish that you catch, open its mouth, there'll be a coin there. Pay for me and for you. But you see, Jesus didn't say that's the only fish. If I'm Peter, we'll never have this problem again of taxes. He said the first fish, he didn't give the upper limit. Eh? So I say, okay, I'm casting. 10,000 fish must enter here. He didn't say one fish. He said what? The first fish. He didn't give the upper limit. You must take advantage of opportunities. You must have the presence of mind to take advantage of opportunities. Most Christians are dumb, sorry to say. Opportunities come their way, but they are busy praying in tongues. Boo, 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 ba, 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 boo, 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 ba, ba, ba. I don't want things of the world. Bo, bo, bo. Ba, ba, ba. God bless me. Bo, bo. God say, I blessed you. you are, your eyes were closed. Is that okay? God will bring what? Opportunities your way. Have the presence of mind to know the blessing is upon me. I can take advantage of this. Say, I hear. Say, I understand. Say, I understand. Say favor. favor. Say opportunities. Say ideas. So the blessing of Abraham is the blessing for invention. For witty inventions. For ideas. You must think. Do you know Christians don't think? You must do what? Think. Thinking is work. Thinking is what? After you have prayed, you must stop praying. Close your eyes and start to do what? To think. Think for 30 minutes every day. Think. Most people don't think. They just go through life. The, the day has ended. You have not thought. You have not thought. Do what? Think. Say, I will think. Thinking is a deliberate thing you do. It doesn't come... There's a difference between thinking and worrying. Most of us are experts at worrying. We are experts at what? Worrying. But we don't think. We don't think. But we don't, we don't think because we don't realize thinking is prayer. The same way you set deliberate time aside to pray, you must set deliberate time aside to do what? To think. Because the Bible says God will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask, all that you think, and all that you imagine. So we do a whole lot of asking. But nobody ever does any thinking. So the blessing of Abraham will give me ideas. When I start to think, I will come up with witty inventions. So you can't think and worry at the same time. You must set aside worry and begin to do what? To think. I spent hours just thinking. Just sitting there. Thinking. 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 
And when I start thinking, God begins to speak to me. You can do it like this. You can do it like this. You can do it like this. It is possible like this. This Why? I thought. God has found something to work with. I am now thinking. He's answering my prayer of thinking. Say from today. I will engage my brain. Do you know God gave it to you for a reason? It's not for decoration. Some of you have oversize of it and you're not using. It's lying there fallow. Dig up the fallow ground. Say ideas. So the blessing of Abraham is a rain of ideas. It's a baptism of ideas. Look out for destiny helpers. Say destiny helpers. When the blessing is upon you, that blessing will pull people who need to help you to move forward. Every day I say over my life, I am blessed. Especially when I'm showering. I declare some things. Eh? Said the Lord is now ordering my steps. I am at the correct place at the correct time with the blessing of the Lord upon me, and therefore I benefit greatly. Every day I've been declaring this for 20 years. Imagine how much I've declared it. Even if I wanted to be poor, it's not possible. The, by the words I've declared, I've gone ahead of me. It's not possible. Even I've told you several locations, I was on my way to the bank to withdraw some cash, some money enters, 100,000. I tell the driver, turn around. I don't need to go to the bank anymore. God has answered my prayer of thinking. It's happened several times. You, you go all the way to the bank, you check, it tells you insufficient balance. You must turn things around in the name of Jesus. No, it's because you are a preacher. People love to give to you. No. Even when they were not giving to me, I was still a preacher. It's true. I was a preacher before I had some money. I preached for years. Suffering. No, it's because I've created the atmosphere for you to come in. Is that okay? So the Lord orders my steps. I am at the correct place at the correct time with the blessing of Abraham upon me. The blessing of the Lord. Therefore, I benefit greatly. Say, my name is made great. I am set high above the nations of the earth. The favor of the Lord goes ahead of me everywhere I go. Surrounds me like a shield. Is my defense in every occasion. I am delivered from the strivings of the people, from the scourge of the tongue. No weapon formed against me has capacity to prosper. And I condemn every tongue that rises up against me in judgment. This is my inheritance as a servant of the Lord. 
Because my righteousness is of God. When you say this every day, all your enemies' tongues who are trying to condemn you cleave on top of their head. Every time they meet to condemn you, their things dry up. Is that okay? You become a dangerous fellow. Say, do you know, can I tell you something about a PFA? They say, the tender cancelled. The police are looking for you. They were to say, hey, Bananke, leave that man alone. It's true. Why? Have favor is my shield. You come against me, you come against my favor. Turns against you. Say here. Why? I've been declaring this over my life 20 years. You are starting today. Whom do you think is going to prevail? I have a storehouse of declarations. So expect destiny? Help us. Expect completed projects. Expect completed projects. The Bible says part of the blessing of tithing is that your vine will not cast its young before the time. The vine casting its young before the time is a portion of projects. Is that okay? A portion of fruit before it is ripe. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. Should be verse 11. Say every project I start it shall not abort. It shall not stagnate. In the name of Jesus. Because I am a tither. And I am under open heavens. He says, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Can you put KJV? Say, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field. It means once you start a project, nothing shall stand in your way. This is your portion from today. I said, this is your portion from today. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. Say, expect your fruit to multiply. Expect your fruit to multiply. Whenever you put an investment, it will multiply. Why? Because the Lord, it is the Lord's responsibility to rebuke the devourer. Once you tithe, you don't have to deal with the devourer. God himself rises up and says, devourer, this is now my business with you. You shall not touch the fruit of this person. In the precious name of Jesus, your fruit shall not be touched by any devourer. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, the Lord rebukes the devourer on your behalf. In the wonderful name of Jesus. So how do we tithe? I want to close with this. Because I said one hour, it is one hour. How do we tithe? Next week I'm handling first fruits. And vows. Say here.
Today is the poorest you'll ever be. You shall be multiplied and be made into a great nation. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1. Have you realized I don't teach with notes? I don't do very well with notes. I don't, and if I, even if I write notes, I won't. It won't work for me. Because I cannot teach you something that I've not assimilated. I cannot try to teach you something I just wrote down, or I got somebody's notes. I must first eat it. Is that okay? It must be part of me before I teach it to anybody. So I must know it, me. Is that okay? It must work for me before I come to teach someone. If something, I'm not still struggling with it, I'll never talk about it. Must find a way, how, what is the solution? Once God gives me a breakthrough, then I'll come and teach. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1. 1 to 3. So, Bible says, when you come into the land, which is your inheritance given by God, and you have possessed it, and you have dwelt in it. Okay. Before we move on, let me just tell you one thing. The children of Israel received manna. Is that okay? For free. Until when? Until they entered the promised land. When the first fruits came out of the promised land, the Bible says, manna stopped. Manna stopped. So when you enter your promised land, the first thing is God will stop giving you free things. Everything you get, you must plant for it. You must weed it. You must reap it. No manna. Say no manna. Say manna has stopped. Because I'm now in my promised land. You know, somebody would think the promised land now, manna would be coming every hour. No. That is when the thing just dries up because you are now in the promised land. Now you must work the principles of the kingdom of God to get anything you get. So when you have get into that inheritance and you have possessed it and you dwell in it, there will be no manna. I can tell you for free. If you are waiting for manna, you will die of hunger with God watching, saying, Hallelujah. Have you felt it yet? Has it entered Missouri? Verse 2. 1, 2, 3. So, it says you shall take some of the fruit, put it in the basket, and give it anywhere. No. You must go to a particular place. One, two, three. Ah, verse three. One, two, three. Verse 4, 1, 2, 3. 
verse, verse 5. Verse 8. Verse 9. Verse 10. Verse 11. Verse 12. Verse 13. Verse 14. <coughs> Verse 15. Have you heard me say this? When you lift up the tithe and say, I have brought this that you have given me in your land. Say, look down from your holy temple and bless me as you said in your word. Because when you tithe, there are certain things you're supposed to declare before God. Don't just go and throw your thing in the basket and go away. Is that okay? There are certain declarations you're supposed to make. First, the Bible says, you shall take it to the priest who shall be in your day. We shall take it and worship the Lord our God with it. The Bible says our, pre, our high priest is Jesus Christ. Is that okay? So mortal men receive it here, but in heaven Jesus Christ takes that offering and worships the Lord with it. Say here. Yeah. Say here. Yeah. But as you are bringing it, you make a declaration. Now in the New Testament, we don't say we came out of Egypt. You say I was a sinner. We normally say that. Is that true? It's, every time you tithe, you remember, Lord, I was a sinner. I was not born again, but I heard about the good news of your son Jesus. He died and resurrected to make it possible for me to be born again. You removed me 
from the kingdom of darkness. You translated me into the kingdom of your dear son. This is the fruit that you have blessed me with in the kingdom. I have come now before you to worship you, to worship the Lord my God with it. As I worship you, look down from your holy temple and bless me. You must call forth your blessing. As you tithe, you must do what? Call forth your blessing. You must register, I have appeared. I am here. I have appeared. This is what I have gathered. I went nilienda kuwinda, indio nimepata, nimekuja kuabudu. Register me as present and look down and bless me. You don't just throw and say, hey, hey, give an asha, nipeleke uko. No. You register your presence. Say, I hear. Say, I understand. You go before God, there's a protocol to the tithing. You go before God, say, this is proof that you have delivered me. I was poor, I had nothing, I couldn't even tithe, but now, because of your goodness, because I am in your kingdom, because you delivered me, I have come to register. I am here. This is my registration that I am alive. You have kept me. You have given me strength. You have put something on the table. I have come to worship you. Said, As I am worshiping you, I am asking now, look down from your temple and bless me again as you said in your words. Say, I hear. Say the protocol of tithing. Say the protocol of tithing. Are you ready now to tithe? Prepare your offering. The same happens for offerings. The same happens for first fruits. The protocol is the same. Have you learned something today? Is something changing in your life? Yes. God will make you into a great nation. Lift up that tithe, lift up that.
Say it louder. And he delivered me from the kingdom of darkness. He translated me into the kingdom of God's son. This is the fruit that I have harvested by the blessing of God in this kingdom of light. I have come to the holy altar to worship the Lord my God with it. As I worship today, O Lord God Jehovah, I have not eaten of the tithe. I have taken the holy things out of my house. Look now from your holy mountain, from your holy temple, from your holy habitation, and bless me as you said in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come and give. Storms that will 